Hey, this is Warren from Taming Sorry, and you're listening to On The Fly with Stevie and Jason. back again tonight we're gonna do something a little different of course i told you we've got our semi new now he's the, the newness hasn't wore off yet we still got a little <laughs> new on him uh is is jason warden or the warden of the on the fly uh asylum i guess that's a kiss reference there too and i'm sporting kiss unmasked tonight so yeah um, i'm supporting most of my most of my uh clothing which is dallas cowboys because they're either really good and you can find it really cheap when they make lose the playoffs there so that's why i wear a lot of cowboys stuff it's not that i spend a lot of money on it it's just cheap but tonight we're going to do something different uh warden is not that familiar with we talked about last week on our top 10 bands he's not familiar with daltrey daltrey was in my top 10 list and this is something we're going to try to do uh, back and forth, like he's got some bands that I'm not familiar with. And, you know, I gave him a top 10 list of Daughtry songs this week. And uh, he got a chance to listen to them. So we're going to get his reactions and we're going to get a comparison to what his list is uh, to my list. So it's going to be different now. We got, a, we got a few different things. But got to talk about what's been going on this week. Uh, first of all, Watched the Batman movie, and I know you said you had told me you had seen it before. And I have yes. to say, you know, I heard all the hype about Pattinson is a really good Batman, and they were right. He is a really, really good Batman. He pulled it off. I cannot say anything bad about his performance. Very dark Batman movie. I like it, though. I mean, it was not – it's definitely not Batman Forever with Jim Carrey and Tommy Lee Jones. Uh, but yeah, all right, Gotham, I, chill. <laughs> oh my god, Schwarzenegger. Then we yeah. could do we could do a show on the worst catchphrases. Uh, and Arnold as Dr. Freeze would be, yeah, uh, he'd probably take up most of the list. Yeah, chill but, out, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, it, uh, but yeah, I was really surprised, you know, because I mean, I was like, oh, he's the freaking twilight dude and he, he won't be able to pull the, this off but then you know when i was thinking about that i was like well nobody thought michael keaton would pull out this is mr exactly. mom you know so nobody thought he would pull it off and he pulled it off but what i mean i know you you said you were you were a fan of it what do you think what do you think about the batman movie yeah i mean i like batman in general i mean yeah, i i I thought Christian Bale was a good one. It's just his voice I couldn't stand. It's like lay off the marble. <laughs> and I think Michael Keaton's my favorite because I mean I was what seventeen when that one came out eighty nine. That was a great one. But I'm I'm proud to say I never saw a Twilight movie in my life, so I don't know much about Robert Patterson or it's his name. Don't but go I was back like, and watch. It. <laughs> I have seen Kristen Stewart in a few things, and yeah, so that's perfectly fine. But um. I liked it. I uh, yeah. 
I saw it when it came out. It was like down here they have free screening, so we went and saw it. And I was like, I'll give it a chance. And then I heard it was three hours. I'm like, okay. So I gave it a chance, and I loved it. I thought it was great. I mean, yeah. it's it's coming on. They're already putting it on HBO next month. HBO Max, yeah. So it's like that'll be a rewatch, and I don't really rewatch movies a lot, but this is one I can see myself buying. I mean, I liked it. I I think it's I think it's the best Batman in a while. I mean, I liked Ben Affleck. I liked him stuff like that. That may be kind I of would, a different. I was but it could have been because Gail Gadot was in it, so that that could have helped. Too, <laughs> that so. might have been it. So, I was not a fan of I, I could I just couldn't buy Affleck as Batman, and I'm sorry. I think uh, this I think the standout role in this one was Lenny Kravitz's daughter Zoe. Cat I thought, woman. I thought yes. she I thought she was great, but I've listened to Lenny Kravitz so long, and it's like, man, she's cute. It's like, well, that's your friend's yeah. daughter, dude. You know, watch out. But she <laughs> she stole the show, man. She was yeah. really really good. She was really and good. I thought I thought that she had a bigger. I mean, they they did good together. Um. And it was not your typical Riddler. Riddler was the villain in it. This was not your typical Riddler. He was not flashy, didn't have the question marks all around him. This is not your 1960s Riddler. Yeah. This is a psychotic, like a, um, a serial killer Riddler. And, uh, man, uh, you know, I mean, you said it was three hours, but it really didn't feel like three yeah. hours. Because that's when, you know, Somebody at work had gone to see it and was telling me, well, it's three hours long. And I was like, gosh, no. So, but it didn't feel like three hours. I mean, it that was Batmobile, good. That Batmobile was awesome. I mean, those scenes, yes. were, that was really awesome. And it, the thing about it, I really liked about it was that it, it developed like, this is a movie, like if you've never seen Batman, you can see this movie. To me, I think the, the best Batman after the first one with Michael Keaton was Batman Begins. Cause that shows how he became Batman with you know, yeah. Liam Neeson and stuff like that. I still love that one the best, but this one was good. Like if you've never seen any of those other ones, which probably a lot of people, you know, yeah. may not nowadays, but this was a really good movie to start out with. I hope they build on it. I hope he's around for a while. He's, he's young, but yeah. I mean, he was, it was, and it, it showed him beat up. It didn't show. I mean, it was pretty rough. Like, yeah, that's what Batman looks like when he takes the armor off. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you haven't you haven't really seen that too much, or that I can remember. But that that was it was more real. And the thing about the Riddler, it was of the times. It was like how the social media is dividing us between the haves and the have-nots. It was real of the times. Exactly. So that'll hit with the younger generation and stuff like that. But I thought it was I thought it was well done, really well done. And I'm not going to give away any spoilers, but the end scene was. Uh... I think it's pretty telltale sign of there's more to come uh, yes. by the the last part of it, and uh, hopefully, like said, like you said, I hope we see Leonard Kravitz's daughter back again. Uh, <laughs> would not be would not be a it would not suck that's for sure. Um, but another thing, just keeping with uh, TV and movies, big fan of Stranger Things, and season four trailer came out this week. And did you notice, because I kept hearing the music and it was just a piano. Dun, 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 and I was like, what is that song? And it was Separate Ways by Journey. And it was kind of fitting to what they were talking about, the stories of this year, I guess, with, with Eleven and... Uh, is it Will and Eleven are separated yeah. from the rest of them? They left Hawkins. So, but you, man, looks like it's going to be great. 
uh, I kind kind of worried though. You know, eleven talked about I don't have my powers anymore. So, yeah. but yeah, that one. Like, if I ever want to do anything scary, I would put Journey in the in the show <laughs> because that would probably scare me having to hear any Journey. Song. Yeah, I know you're not a Journey fan. We talked about but, that no, it. No, yeah, they're they're okay. It's just that's a joke. But um, yeah, it's <laughs> those kids. It's just so weird to see them. It's like. That's how when we were growing up, like it's just like when you're that young, it's like a, even like five years makes such a big difference. Yep. When we get older, it's just more gray. But it's like they're all grown up now. And it's like you've seen a couple of them, like the guy that played, um, he was in Ghostbusters. The yeah, new Ghostbusters. He, and I, I think he was in it that. too. He was in it too. Yeah, he was in that too. And, but you know, and of course, uh, Eleven was in Godzilla. So you, but you're not seeing the other ones. It's like, oh wow, you know, they really grown up. But I thought last year was done really well, and I had kind of, I had watched the first couple and kind of lost track of it. And I was like, watching it, but man, this one, it's looking great, man. And then I, I love the time period because the '80s is, yeah. I mean, you're seeing all the, it's kind of like the Wonder Woman '84. You see like the mall with the Walden books. I mean, you yeah. Tell people what Walden books is are like, what's what's Walden? that? You used to have to go to a bookstore to buy a book. Uh, yeah, oh yeah, it's not back then. But that's yeah. what I like. I like the the music, the arcade, because that was our age, man. And we can go back and watch that years from now. But hey, that was that young. You know? That was us. Yep, that was it us. Was. And uh, Millie Bobby Brown, who plays Eleven. I didn't know. You did, did you know she was dating John Bon Jovi's son? Yeah, I heard that. She, they were at the red carpet together. But yeah, the the villain or the whoever this guy, this creature he is, looks pretty pretty gruesome in this one it look i mean it's not it's not the big gorgomots or whatever it was but this one looks like an actual being no. that's half human half beast that uh but should be interesting i think they said they're going to do it instead of letting them out releasing them all at one time it's like volume one comes out half and May half. 27th and then volume two on july the first so they're uh, doing that with ozark now they did release the first have you watched ozark I have not tried that. Is that's that that's good? something you need to watch. Yeah, yeah I would I've recommend heard a lot anything. Of good things about it. But the, excuse me, to get back to Stranger Things, I lost about the '80s and stuff. That they're you know they're playing Journey, they're throwing the video games. But who's the enemy? It's the Russians. Typical yeah. Reagan Soviet War yeah. Cold War. I mean, it, they yeah, they the, started. The writers out, are great. Yeah, they they started out last season, so they they played that out because I was like I was sitting there thinking because when it came out last year, I was like. What's the deal with the whole Russian deal? Why are they playing the Russian though? And I thought about it. Oh, this time period. Yeah. Yeah. Don't you remember in the eighties, all the wrestlers that were like either the iron Sheik from Iran or the Koloff from Russia. Nikita Koloff. And then you, and then you like look them up in their bio. They're from like Minnesota. I'm like, what? Nikita, Nikita, his name was, uh, gosh, Steve something. He's from Minnesota. And Ivan, I actually met Ivan, a few times I went into a, uh, when I work in a, it's a town about 30 minutes from here. And I got off work one day, went to Walmart and guess who meets, who's sitting there at the door, but Ivan Koloff sitting there signing autographs. Oh, I thought he was a greeter. I was like, Hey, no, welcome to Walmart. (laughs) (laughs) Get to a tie, whatever that means. But yeah, he would, he, we sat and talked for a good 30 minutes and then, you know, I worked, help out with a uh, local wrestling promotion and their first show they were actually when I, where I coach at we were doing 
to raise money. It was a fundraiser with the wrestling matches. And Ivan was there, and it was his birthday. And uh, it was his last birthday before he passed away. So we gave him a big cake, and everybody oh, wow. in the in the gym sang happy birthday. Just the nicest guy you ever meet. And I, 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 he asked me. I was helping him carry things in. I said, and he had the chain with him. Oh I wow! Said, uh, I said, you want me to carry that? And he kind of looked at me like he said, you know what? I better carry that. It might not look good if you carry it in. Yeah. So, yeah. It was but, a real chain? Yeah, yeah. It was. Yeah. It was heavy. It was not. I got. What, Got a little bit of Bruno San Martino's blood on it from the '60s or something, you know. You know, we've got. I've got a guy that's been on the show on the other podcast before. That's got Ivan's boots. Oh wow! From when he beat Bruno that night for the belt, he's got he's got Flair's robe from Starcade '83. He was on. Wow. I don't know if you watched on A and E those WWE shows where they were looking for all these lost things like the the robe. Uh, they look for Undertaker's one of Undertaker's costumes, all that. This guy was on there. They were they were trying to buy Flair that robe off of him, and he wouldn't give it up. So, speaking um, of uh, Ric Flair, I was I, he's got a podcast, and I like to listen yeah. to it. And he's got a he's got one, and he was they were talking about some. They were doing a play by play from the '92 Royal Rumble, which was when he won it, and he was wearing a robe. And I mean, I, I bring this up because one of your neighbors has that robe. Darius Rutger. Yeah. Sad. Darius yep. Rutger has yep. that robe. He was like, hey, where's that robe at? And it's like, oh, Darius Rutger has that. Because he had Darius Rutger on the podcast back when, not this last WrestleMania, was in Jerry World in Dallas, but the one before. Right. And, yeah. And, and, and yeah, it's it, that's some, boy, five $6,000. Woo. Because the, the whole point of that show, when they, were, they weren't actually looking for the robe, the guy I was talking to half, they were looking for another one that – uh had disappeared back in, I want to say it was the early nineties, late eighties, but they, they hadn't seen it since then. Flair, Flair was like, well, I left it in a hotel room. I'm sure he got blips out of his mind and forgot to get it or something like that, but they ended up finding it. And uh, the guy was, wanted all this, the guy never came on camera or you never saw his name, but he wanted all this. uh, I mean, he kept going up every time they make him offer. He said, "Yeah," and then he go up on the offer and all this. Stuff. I saw that. I saw that when they found the robe, uh, Gene Simmons and Paul Stanley showed up, and they just grabbed it and took off at the <laughs> convention. So, you know, I saw that. Is that the same? Gene that the same Simmons thing? from Kiss. <laughs> like when him and Paul showed up at that convention, and they just grabbed their stuff, and it's like, well, technically, that doesn't really belong to you. I mean, I, yeah. I mean, I'm sure it. I mean, it does, but that's right. That was ballsy. That was kind of like when OJ. Remember, he was at the. I mean, he was in uh, Vegas, and he some of that memorabilia said was his. He took it. He did he time went, for that. Gene yeah, Paul he did didn't. time. Yeah. He finally did time for something. But so, I guess maybe OJ fans aren't as loyal as Kiss fans. Like, oh, man, put him in jail. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of uh, what were we talking about, you, you made me think about something. I had a habit of doing that. I kind of go off on a tangent. My, yeah, it's and, my adult and ADD. Like, <laughs> and I'm getting so old now. Within seconds, I lost. Oh. Before we, this will be, well, we'll talk about one more thing before we get into the uh, top 10 list. But off the soundboard, Virginia Beach, Kiss, uh, oh my gosh. Pretty bad, huh? It, it's like, 
and I don't know how, how your singing voice is, but <laughs> it's like not any better. It sounds like you and me in a garage, and I honestly think we probably could do better than what I heard because it wasn't just. And everybody would say, "Well, you know, maybe it's Paul's voice," but back then Paul's voice wasn't bad. It was just it sounded horrible. I got a, I got a question about that because. I don't really, I'm not a collector. Of course, I don't right. get to buy, you know, and stuff like that. Uh, that off the soundboard, what year was that? That the, the North Carolina? Uh, you, you're talking about the Virginia one. Or the Virginia one, yeah. 2004. Sorry. Isn't that when Rock the Nation? Yeah. That kicked off actually here in San Antonio. And they had that, this is back when Clear Channel owned Live Nation. And now, you know, and it was like they had that thing to where you get the, the you, you pay like 20 bucks instant, and they'll burn it. Yeah. I got the one here for San Antonio and I don't know is because it was the first show, but it was a great show because they did like got to choose. It's like they haven't done that yeah. in years. Oh, they did all that. I, I had that somewhere in my Kiss archives in the closet. I have that somewhere. It was good. Why didn't they release something like that? Did they not own the rights to that maybe? I don't. And you know, I've heard, I've listened to a lot of different podcasts talk about it. And one I was listening to today was podcast rock city uh, mm. with Sonny Pooney, Joey Casada, And uh, there's another guy. I'm sorry. Other guy. I can't remember your name, but Casada uh, was talking about, and you got one of the first ones. So that doesn't really, he said that they weren't pleased with like the first few, you know, instant live CDs, how it came out, how it was mixed. So they got another guy to come in and do it. And uh, they were talking about how they had, I think it was Casada said, I've heard, I've got the instant live CD from Virginia Beach, and it does not sound like that. She said, he said, I don't know what they've done, or, you know, or if they've got another show and they're mistaken. But it, a lot of people were talking about Universal Records is picking these things because. For the love of God, I cannot imagine Paul and Gene, after hearing that, would want that out anywhere on, on any kind of video, audio, or anything. But I'm telling you, I'm not and, – and I listen – we we both are big-time Shout Out Loudcast podcast fans. I listened to the album review, and I was like, you know, it can't be that as bad as they're saying. It can't be that bad. But yes, I was doing some work the last couple of days and had my earplugs in listening to that. And I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? Because and, you know, I, you know how you always hear Paul yell at the crowd, sing, sing. <laughs> I was like, they're probably yelling back. You sing, you sing, you got to sing. You can't. You're, you're t and the backing vocals, even the backing vocals were terrible. When's the last time you saw Kiss? 2015. It's been that long. Yeah, I saw them three times on the end of the road. I saw them once down in Corpus, once here, and up in Austin. And I know that they get a lot of crap for the backing vocals, but if Paul Stanley's using backing vocals, he's not getting his money worth. Yeah, oh, but I think a lot of people say. you had mentioned. I think what saves him is Gene and Eric Singer. Tommy just kind of does his thing. Yeah, but I think it's a lot of it's Eric Singer. And you had brought up how bad Bon Jovi. They're yeah. saying Bon Jovi was. We'll get to that. Mm -hmm. And I just, my question for you is, and is, don't you think that has a lot to do with Sam Borgon? Kind of like with David Lee Roth when you didn't have Michael Anthony anymore. Yeah, but and that's that has, got that's got that's got that. You're right. Uh, 
two of the best backing vocalists or Sam Bora and, and uh, Michael Anthony. But I've heard, and if you guys don't know what we're talking about, uh, there's a lot of clips going out of Bon Jovi, who's back on tour again, John Bon Jovi's voice, uh, definitely not up to par, which, you know, not the not somebody that you would say in your top 10 vocalist would be John Bon Jovi anyway, live, but there's something different. There's something going on. And, uh, you know, I'm not, I don't want people to think I'm coming down or like, Oh, dude, he sucks and all this stuff, but there's something going on with his voice because two clips, the clip you sent me that your friend did it. And the crowd kind of saved him in that because you could hear more of the crowd than him. And they got, and you can almost tell on the clip that I saw that I'll have to share with you that the band is trying to help him. Uh, they don't really, that Sam Bora vocal is not there. It, it's, it's different. And uh, he was singing, you give love a bad name. And if he gave that song a bad name on that one, I'm sorry, but, yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't know. I think I may kind of look at it kind of different. I don't, especially with Kiss, it's like I saw them. The first time I saw them was in 90 with Hot, and Hot in the Hot Shade. Shade Tour. That was when Paul was at his peak, if you ask me. I mean, in the non-makeup era. I mean, of course, you can't touch him in 77, you know, when he's doing that. But I've never really, I've, I mean, I've never really held bands accountable for that grade of singing because i guess i have just it's like i remember vince neal gets a lot of stuff the way he sings now <laughs> but there was an album that came out decade of decadence and it had a live yeah. version of kickstart my heart back when motley was on the dr feel good you want to talk about brutal <laughs> and it's like well he knew the words then or was sing singing them but i mean it was like i think I've never, I, I mean, I know it's like that. I think that's maybe why I don't really listen to a lot of live albums. Of course, a live, a live too. I mean, that's totally, yeah, you know, upped and stuff. But, you know, and I have the Animal Eyes. I bought a, I got a bootleg of that and burned it to my phone. And that to me, that's, that's like my favorite era kiss. But it's like, I've gotten a couple, you know, boots from this last tour. I have a friend of mine that re and it's recorded on a phone and it's stuff like that. It's not like it's a soundboard thing, but, I mean, I, I'm with you, man. I mean, it has to be universal because I don't see Paul Stanley doing that. I mean, I wouldn't no, want that released. I, I mean, and you can listen to it on, it's on Apple Music. I don't know if you have Apple Music. It's probably on Spotify too, but you can listen to it on because I listened to it out on Apple Music and I was like. Have you seen that meme of Vince Neil, like when he was younger and when he was like the, it's like how I think I sound in the shower and it's got him now, how I actually sound. <laughs> I mean, the internet's brutal, dude. That's I a mean, good that's one. What, yeah, yeah. So, but I mean, I, I mean, I listen to country artists and there, there's been very few country artists that, you know, and I, and I saw Sammy Hagar back in, um, and I don't, I don't think a lot of them do it right. I think Sammy does it right. Cause Sammy's 73 years old, Yeah, but he's not trying to be Robert Plant. You know, he's not trying to be Sammy from, you know, 5150. He's got Michael Anthony and Jason Bonham, which helps. Yeah, but he's not, he's doing it right. He's kind of more talking. I think John maybe is trying to be what he was. I mean, there's probably a reason they don't do in and out of love anymore, you know, you know, oh, with those gang vocals and stuff like that, or you know, silent night, you know what I mean? I mean, there's a lot of reason why 
I think that's why Kiss doesn't do "I Stole Your Love" because I don't think it can be done. I mean, it's probably can't according to the you know the latest bracket, which I agree with. "I Stole Your Love" is the greatest Kiss song of all time. That's my opinion. But I mean, it's I think a lot of that is because I think people are still trying to be like they were when they're twenty five, and I and I think that maybe that's why they sound so bad. But I just can't imagine Paul. Like, hey, I mean, I, you know, Universal owns it. So yeah. if Universal owns it, that means we'll probably never get, we won't probably get anything from the 80s, which sucks for me. Yeah. I'm, I know they already, they've already talked about the next, next one coming out off Soundboard is Donington from 96 from the reunion tour. Is that any yeah. better? Yeah. I, I've heard, I've heard, in a, well, I'll put it to you this way. I've heard, uh, I've heard some of, some clips from Donington back then and they were good, but you know, I, people are also saying they've heard clips of Virginia beach from 2004 that don't sound anything like this. So who knows? We'll just have to wait and see. And I'm I like, to, you know, I have to get you a copy of the, I can find it that one from San Antonio. Cause it was their first show. They kicked it off here in San Antonio. Yeah. And I didn't know if it, cause they were talking about that and I'm going, I saw that tour. That was, I think poison opened up for them that year. But that was that was that was a really good show. But why didn't they do a San like if it I don't know maybe they didn't like the mix you know and it well, could be a right it could be a rights this, issue maybe they don't own the rights to it. Was Universal. this not like a? And I've heard a lot of talk about the video. Wasn't the video was that from Virginia Beach the Rock the Nation video? Was it? I bet I don't know. So long sure. since I watched checking that because it, it was like a lot of people talking about because the video of it they're they're ripping straight off the video but oh, okay. i don't think i don't think if they put that out on dvd pe people would have noticed that by the you know yeah. how bad it was why are they you doing think that? you think yeah I, <laughs> I i don't know it's it's beyond me but yeah i'm like you i would love to see and uh i'd love to see an, an eric Carr live out yes, yes. and an official Eric Carl yes. alive album. Uh, you know, don't care what era it's from. Hot and Shade would be great, but you know, just give Hot me. Hot and Shade would be ideal for the 90s, 80s. Yeah, because that set list was awesome. I mean, it had a little bit of everything in there. And, uh, but I, you know, just time for that. But, you know, there's, I've been hearing a lot of things about why that won't happen. And I hope that's not true. But, um, I, you know, you well, yeah. I just have to wait and see. I think they're talking about putting one out every quarter now. So, we'll so they're going to be a four year. year then? Yeah. So we've got the first two and Donington. Well, this will be Donington. Virginia, the other one came out. The Tokyo came out last year. So we're, we're, we're on number two with Donington this year. I guess that's so, what you call it. So this this new one is worse than Tokyo because that was pretty. I didn't. I haven't really listened to either one of them. Dude. Tokyo sounds like alive compared to this. I mean, it, it it's it's just it sounds like a masterpiece compared to Virginia Beach. <laughs> it's just awful. I and I mean, you hear, you know, Gene does. Oh yeah, it, like they talked about how many times Paul said Tokyo in the first one. Gene says, "Oh yeah," and you can hear him. You know, not really. It, it'll be off mic. And you can hear him over over there just going, "Oh yeah!" I mean, you can barely hear him going, like, "Oh yeah!" And I'm like, "That's the one with Aces with him, right?" The Tokyo one, our Aces with him. You know, you know, I uh, speaking of kind of lineups and stuff, 
one of the best times I saw Kiss was when they opened up for Aerosmith. I know that. I mean, they. I mean, Paul Stanley's my that guy. Peter you know, was drumming. Yeah, Wednesday? that was a good show. I mean, they. I from what I left after Kiss because I had a date and I didn't really care for Aerosmith because I, <laughs> I love Aerosmith. Yeah, she didn't go with me. Of course, I bought a single ticket because that's you know. I'm cheap. Oh, you're not getting a ticket. Yeah. But no, I, I went there and I, and I saw it and I love Aerosmith, but they're just not my favorite life. Nothing yeah. blows up. They're not like kiss, you know, but they had with Peter. That's, I consider that in my top couple of, that's a soundboard that, you know, it would be cool because I think they were great. They had a great set list. I thought Tommy and, you know, of course you've seen the kiss biography, how he treated Tommy. But yeah, and that yeah. I mean, Tommy. I mean, you talk about the saint putting up with all those egos. Tommy's the man, dude. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of people give Tommy a hard time, but it, oh no, know, I don't. Tommy, Tommy did what he had to do, and uh, you know, yeah, he was a big member of Kiss. He put together, didn't he put together uh what was it called? The reunion documentary. He put away the Kiss story books too. The second coming. He put the Kiss story books together. Yeah. Yeah, and the history books. I mean, he. Everybody said, "Well, he was going to get coffee for Gene and all that." You know, he did what he had to do to get get his foot in the door, and you know, they made a choice, and he made a choice. And how and many then, how many Kiss fans would not take that job? Because you know, it probably paid well. I mean, you know, and, and look, I mean, when when I went the last time I went to see him, that was the first time I'd seen Tommy Thayer, and I can honestly say, you know, he was great. The show was. was great. The whole show was great. So, I mean, and he's Kiss's longest running guitar player. Yeah. Shows up on time. Believe. That's hard. Shows to up on time there. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of on Ace, dude, because Ace didn't show up for that show and they didn't know he was going to show up. I mean, I mean, I, I kind of wish Gene and Paul would kind of get over the old Ace bashing that haven't been in a band forever. Oh, yeah. Dude, I mean, but dude, you're I can see they're happy. Yeah. They're, that's, I mean, that's, it's like talking about your ex-wife or girlfriend, you know, I have neither, you know, we're not an ex-wife anyway, but you know, just, I mean, get over it, dude. I mean, life goes yeah. on. I mean, Ace hasn't been in the band since what? That, the, that horrible show that just came out. <laughs> well, he wasn't, he oh no, wasn't, he wasn't in that. He was in he Tokyo. There then. Right. Thayer was there then. That's right. Cause there's, there's some horrible, I mean, there's some times with the background vocals there and we're going to get off this subject in a minute, but the background vocals there. I mean, I don't, I don't know what they're doing. And we need that they, gospel choir from Silver Spoon to back them up. Nail Carter. Yeah. They need Nail Carter. You know, it's like, don't tell me where you're going or where you're coming from. Where <laughs> I'm from, everybody, somebody. <laughs> yeah. So Love one, 80s Paul, man. Love 80s Paul. One last thing before we get into our main event. Uh, and unfortunately, we're talking we need about a bell for that. Ding, 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 ding. Ding, ding, ding. We'll get we'll get that. Maybe we need Michael Michael Buffer to come up here. I, I don't know if I I can't afford him. Yeah, <laughs> we can do WCW. WCW could afford him. We can afford him. Uh, but unfortunately, you know, this has been a every year's a sucky year for celebrity death. But this year it's uh, been kind of bad on comedians. You know, you had Bob Saget, you had Louis Anderson, now Gilbert Godfrey passed. You see away. that picture that you see that picture they posted? Yeah, that's what. Yeah. All three of them together, and they, yeah. they're all gone now. Uh, Gilbert Godfrey passed away earlier this week. Yes. <laughs> you heard that, did you? Did you feed no. the dogs? So, the dog? Yeah, that's what that's what my wife just asked me. You feed the dogs. Oh, feed so. the dogs. But, 
yeah. Uh, I, after he had a long illness, I didn't see what the illness was, but uh, man, one of the funniest guys alive. If you ever watched Comedy Central roast, you, you'd see this guy. He didn't pull no punches either. He was not scared to say anything about anybody at any time. And uh, and the, and yeah. this is face it, man. The Affleck duck is not the same without Guilford, man. Yeah, it's not the same. He, I remember him, and uh, I was a big Andrew Dice Clay fan back in the day, and Ford Fairlane, and I thought he was the most obnoxious guy. But he grew on me, man. I mean, he was he was on Howard Stern a lot, and I yeah, big Stern fan here. And man, I when they canceled him, when they did that, you know, that cancel culture stuff or whatever they yeah. call it, and it's like, and he even said, it's like you know my history. I mean it. Can you imagine George Carlin trying to make anything today? Like he'd be kicked off Bill and Ted. I mean, come on. I mean, it's like, it's, it, it, they're separate. He's not cussing on the Affleck commercial. Get over it. But I think they did him wrong. He was with them a long time and they just, he, he talked about on Stern and I just, I felt bad for the dude. And I, and I, and, and, and it was just like, it was another side of him. The, the, all the theatrics were off. It was like, you were hearing the real man. He's like, hey, it's my family, you know, and stuff like that. But I yeah. think he was married to the same woman for all these years or something. But I always gave him credit because, man, in Ford Fairline, he got to make out with Priscilla Presley. I would have <laughs> not been paid <laughs> to do that back in the day. You know I, mean, I mean, this is this is the freaking parrot from Aladdin. Oh, yeah. I mean, so <laughs> yeah, Aladdin. he's a Disney guy, too. So you can't. It ain't like he went on stage and slapped anybody. Come on. It, you know? Oh, here we go. It just depends on who you are, I guess. Yeah, I guess. But anyway, so. you know, we we hate to see that, but man, the guy could tell some funny jokes, and he came. We're up. we're losing our, our childhood heroes, man. I mean, it's it's, and we're it's, getting to that age now where yeah. you, you know you shouldn't be. It's going to be us next. <laughs> I keep waiting, yeah. keep waiting, bud. Hopefully, it doesn't happen anytime. Yeah, if you soon. get a if you get a chance, go back and watch like you were mentioning earlier about the Comedy Central roast with him. I mean. And, and they ragged on him too, and he was just laughing his butt off. And he made so much money, and he pissed a lot of people off. And I mean, it's the—I mean, that if you know, what's that thing? The to uh, the most successful people are the ones who piss off the most. George people? Bernard Shaw. Yes, yes, yeah. Dude, yeah. That was at the start of the uh, Second Coming. Documentary. Oh my God! It, it of course it goes back to Kiss. <laughs> That's where I saw yeah. it. I was thinking, hey, I learned that in history class. No, Aww. you learned it from Kiss. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. You learned something from Kiss. Yep. So the main event, like we said, Daltrey from my hometown, by the way, the little town of Alaska, North Carolina, population about 95. Uh, we got a stoplight. We got a private school. We got a country club, actually, in this little town. But – uh and for a long time, we didn't have high-speed internet. We just got that. But Chris grew up here up until he was about 14 and uh, moved away to Virginia. Had family still rooted here. His grandma and granddad were still here. But uh, got his start. You know, and a lot of people talk about the American Idol start. You didn't pay your dues, but, you know. That's it, bogus. It, that, that's I, I totally don't agree with that. This day and age, you, you do what you got to do. And, uh, I mean, that's just like – you can get on YouTube. You can put your video on YouTube and somebody will see it that way. But, you know, they just got it that way. But fortunately for Chris, he did not win American Idol. Uh, Taylor Hicks, how that happened, I don't know. But Taylor Hicks that won. That's the one it. like Jay Leno where they said with the yeah. Jay Leno's little brother looked like, and he is 
I think he made two albums, and now he's on the Food Network, tasting food or something like they want a food show. But um, celebrities he, I never heard of cooking next. Okay, great. Yeah, but you know, Chris didn't by him not winning. He he had freedom to do what he wanted to do, sign with who he wanted to, and to play the kind of music he wanted to as well. And that first album, hold on, I'm getting a important text right now. It's Chris right now. Hey, I heard yeah, you talking about he heard it. He heard us talk. Who's that handsome so, co-host with the same haircut I have? <laughs> but yeah. Same boys uh, too, of course. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> first first album comes out. And uh, if you actually, there is footage that I put on uh, one of my YouTube channels, the old YouTube channel I had. Chris coming back to Alaska doing a concert right after Idol. And uh, well, yeah, he, he, he played some off the wall. He played some different songs. Home was one of them. Uh, he actually did a, a version of uh, Man of Constant Sorrow. And that was pretty cool that he, he did it. Because, he, you know, back on Idol, he tried to do his own, do different songs his own way. And when you say, uh, when you say that, it's like, it reminds me, I'm a Dapper Dan man, George Clooney with the hair gel. <laughs> Old brother, where art thou? Yep, that's right. But comes out with that album, man. It's a monster debut. And he, I think he's had like, I think it's is this number six now. Dearly Beloved is number six. I believe that's right. But I made a top 10 and sent it over to Warden. And uh, just to get his, what he thought, because he, had, he, like I said, he wasn't real familiar with, with Daughtry. And well, uh, he, yeah, well, he I, sent me a text. I, after you heard it oh yeah i remember a little I, bit I have i have something I, I i did a little homework on mr daltrey today uh -oh. and um he was he um he when he was voted on american i, I mean it, i never watched oh, i can't watch american auto when i think kiss or judas priest were on there yeah but um yeah. i remember um i watched it and i learned some things is that when he was first voted on i think it was randy and Paul Abdul, they pushed him through, but Simon wasn't sold on. Simon, didn't want him Simon was like, "You're a little too robotic," which Not he's probably nervous. Charisma. Yeah, and uh, I think he proved him wrong. But yeah. I noticed, and I and I kind of read through it too, that he um, went through the season and stuff like that, and he uh, ended up losing to uh, Smoke Show. What's her name? Kathy Mc. She's married to David Catherine McPhee. Yeah, she yes. was hot. Yeah, and um, married to David Foster now. Yeah, well. They were shocked. I mean, like I said, I'm reading this totally off the internet. And he had won Simon over. Yeah. And oh, yeah. I mean, and and honestly, and I'll tell you a bit that you may not know. I may stump the stump the fly. <laughs> he is the third biggest seller behind Carrie Underwood, and I always forget her name. And she's Kelly from Clarkson. Texas, Kelly Clarkson. He's yeah. actually he's actually a I guess an advisor to the ones that don't win showing, Hey, look what you can do to win. You know, not yeah. everybody's Taylor Hicks. And I think it was a hair thing because that's, that, that's one of the last things of, you know, when they go after your hair, it's discrimination, man. That's because I had everything <laughs> but the hair, man. Come on. You'll get slapped. Don't worry. Don't say it. Talk about the hair. You'll get slapped. But, but one thing I, but one thing I didn't think I knew much Daltrey. And when he was like the height of his career, it was the early two thousands. Right. Well, I was a bit younger, so I partaked in a few more adult beverages than I do now. 
<laughs> and my and a good friend of mine, I call him Pip. That's his last name too. He played Daughtry all the freaking time. So I've got your list and I'm listening to it. Dang, I know that song. <laughs> I know that song. Of course, the ones like, you know, Home and stuff like that. It's like, I mean, I knew those because, you know, like the hit from hell, they played the heck out of it. And that's back yeah. when I still listened to radio, you know, before Apple Music. But one thing, and, and I knew more, I texted him today. It's like, hey, you still listen to Daughtry? Oh, yeah, he comes up on my iPad. It's like, and we're, I was telling him I was doing the podcast now with him and stuff like that. And he goes, see, I was like, I somewhat remember. They're like in my subconscious. I wasn't really necessarily conscious, but somewhere in my head was listening because I heard it. It's kind of kind of like when you're asleep. Yeah, you're listening exactly. to music and you hear, you're dreaming and, and the music, you're hearing that music in your dream. Yeah. One thing that I'd kind of, I mean, he was huge when he came out. He was, he sold yeah. like, first one sold like 6 million copies. Oh, yeah. But I noticed this and it's of a trend with everybody. It's like each release got less and less. Yep. To where, and I think a lot of that streaming, I think a lot of that, you know, Napster was already out back then. I mean, Lars did his best to help us as you posted today. <laughs> but I mean, I think a lot of that is, and I, you know, they were saying something, you know, about new artists don't sell. Well, I think streaming, nobody really has to buy anything anymore. I'm yeah. guilty of that. I mean, if there's an album I like, I'll buy it from an artist. You know what I mean? Like Classic 78, you know, I bought that. Cause yeah, I couldn't stream it, but I, it was enough for me that I wanted to, but it's just, it's just seeing how you can kind of see back when, you know, you'd release an album, God, 6 million, 6 million album. I mean, and he was headlining before and then up later kind of on, he was opening like for Bon Jovi and, bon Jovi. and Nickelback. And yeah. it's like, it's like, he's kind of gone it, music nowadays. You kind of go in the direct opposite of, you know, you you build up and then you know go down. Now it's like you build up and you go down, and there's you don't go back up, because right. I mean it's there's so much bands aren't really and you give a hard time for, you know, being on American Idol. There's no other thing. If you have one hit and one hit album, you're lucky, and that doesn't sell squat. Lady Gaga doesn't sell, and she's one of the biggest stars. I mean, talented, but people stream, and you know, and I can yep. see why a lot of artists are pissed off about it, but. I mean, that's not on the fans. That's on the record companies. Exactly. So it, it's it's it reminded me. It's like the glory days that we we got to see because we'd hear. You know, I remember I was at I was at Musicland, and I, they were playing uh, Skid Row. This is like in the first debut album. I had to go ask, "Hey, who's this? Who's this?" And I, of course, I didn't buy it at Musicland because it was expensive. So I went to Target where it was cheaper and bought it but you you listen to a song and now and now a new album comes out i don't listen to all the songs oh i don't like that song i'll it i'm just as guilty you don't yeah. have that chance to be with an artist and grow and i think that's really hurt rock a lot of rock in general it has and that's why i you know and i don't know if i've talked about it with you i think i have talked about it with you that's why like a year ago a little over a year ago now i said i made that challenge to myself an album, a whole album a day for a year. And uh, that was in the in, at the end of March. And looking at my, well, I don't have my book up here. It's like 740 albums now I've listened to. And I've heard, and it's been some some albums I wouldn't have listened to that I've become fans of stuff. But, and there's some songs, and, and there's, you know, when I look back on some of the ones that I listened to that, that I bought the cassette back in the eighties. I'm like, man, I wasted a lot of money for two songs. Cause this is awful. The rest of it's awful, but yeah. And there's been some that I'm like, you know, I never really listened to that song. And, 
this is a pretty good song that I wouldn't have listened to. But yeah, I, I agree with you there. Uh, but he he started off hot. I mean, he you know he was coming off Idol, which that helped. But you know the the first album, I think it was four or five singles. I mean, you had yeah. "It's Not Over," "Home," "Over You," uh, "Feels Like Tonight." Uh, what about now? So you had five singles off the first album, and then he had Slash on his first album. Yes. Slash playing guitar, uh, but like you said, it it kind of went down each time, and it was kind of a a change of the kind of music he started off with. Yeah, it, when he got to about the third or fourth album, uh, Baptized was different. That Baptized was really different as far as a Daughtry album. But this new one, Dearly Beloved, has kind of gone back to it, to the hard rock sound. Probably a little bit heavier than than the than the debut album. But uh, there's kind of kind of talking about Idol. One more thing I, I I learned today is that I mean he was on Idol, and I guess he did a version of I Walk the Line. Yeah. Well, there was a big supposedly outrage because I guess oh, yeah. he kind of did it in the same way Live did. Remember Live from the '90s kind of like slow kind of mid-tempo way it wasn't the cash way of doing it well they were giving him crap because you know keyboard warriors and everything like that well he was saying that he got a call from i forget his name that sings for live yeah hey man don't don't listen to that man i mean you were great and they eventually ended up doing it together and i guess they became friends it must be a must be another bald thing because they're both bald but um you know it's but I thought that was cool. I mean, yeah. I, I didn't know that. I mean, I've learned stuff about new artists. I thought that was very cool of him to to do that and say, hey, don't listen to that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And he, they actually, during the finale uh, that for that year, you know, each artist, I think they got in the top five or top 10, got to play with a, a band, you know how they do. And live came on and did, did a song with Chris. So yeah. I don't think they did walk the line, but I can't remember what song they did. Um, I think they did. Oh, they did. I may be wrong. And another they, thing, mm-hmm. I don't know if you knew this before he got off idol was voted off idol. He already had an offer to be, to take over, be a lead singer for a band. He did a song, their song. It was fuel. Cause he did hemorrhage in my hands and they were already offering him a chance to be their lead singer, which he turned down, but, uh, and they also wanted him to be a part of the NXS when they were looking for their yep. singer. See, he actually tried out for, cause you remember they had NXX rock star. Did he I try out for he that? Actually, I heard that they wanted he him. I didn't know he, did or not. he tried out for that and didn't make it through, but then and it's hard to, it's hard to replace the Michael Hutchinson. Is it, what's his name? Michael Hutchins? Michael Hutchinson. Yeah. Hutchinson. Michael Hutchins. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that dude was like Morrison. He was like, I mean, that yeah. was, but I, I think I, I was in kind of the adultery stuff. I thought something that I think it was thrown around. He wanted to, he wanted to be part of that rock band. I think it was CBS rock band. And this is after idol. It was the one with, uh, I think it was, uh, Jason Newsted. Tommy Lee, Jason Houston, Tommy Lee, and who was the other one? It wasn't Slash, was it? It wasn't Slash, was it? No, it wasn't Slash. Jeez, who was but, it? You know, you know what I'm talking about. But oh yeah, he, I thought. I mean, and there was a girl on there that they should have hired, but they went with this other guy. 
I thought they should have got the girl, but I didn't know that because I actually watched that show because I like those bands. Were and they like, called and, uh were they called Supernova or something? Yeah, something like that. I didn't like the guy they ended up getting and they didn't really go anywhere, but you know, it's I mean, it was the height of bands not really selling anything, so it was kind of the wrong time. Yeah, I, I'm I'm looking it up now to see what was like CBS Supernova or Rockstar Supernova. Rockstar Supernova. Rockstar Supernova. That's it. Rocks. And it's got something up here right now. Let's see who it is. Newstead, Tommy. All right. Was it Gilby Clark? Yes, Gilby Clark. Yeah. Yeah. What? And yeah, it was Gilly Clark. And the that was the singer, one. the one they chose was Lucas Rossi. Now nah, there was a girl on there that she had the pipes, but they're probably afraid to keep Tommy Lee away from her. She was <laughs> hot too, man. But that girl could sing. Yeah. And I remember when they, they didn't choose her, I was like, you guys messed up. Because I, I, I couldn't stand the I didn't like the guy that did it. Yeah, I wonder how uh how they lasted their 2008 for two years. Mm. Uh Oh, they toured. I think they opened up for, they opened up for some bands at the time, but, but that was the American Idol fever that they would do as they would kind yeah, of spread out. Yeah. But I thought that was interesting. That man, I could see Daughtry doing that. That would have been a great band with those three. Oh man, that would have been awesome. Oh yeah, that would have been really good. And you know, he's done he's done a lot of uh, a lot of collaborations. I don't know if you saw. He did Hunger Strike. Uh, he did a remake Temple of, of that. Temple of what? Temple yeah. of the Dog. Wow. Yeah. And I forget who he did that with, but that was recently. Uh he was on a Def Leopard uh tribute album singing photograph. Um the ZZ Top ZZ Top uh tribute album. I forgot what he sang on that. But he also did uh, some acting. Which you're about to learn a lot about soon. Oh yeah, yeah. And he also did some acting. I don't know if you saw that uh it's kind of a up-to-date version of of uh, the crucifixion. They called it the Passion. I think they did it live. Some of it was live. This has been a few years back, but he did a. Uh, it wasn't it Jesus Christ Superstar? No, it wasn't Jesus Christ. That was Superstar. on recently or something. Yeah. yeah, that was done. But this was called the Passion because he was in it. Trisha Yearwood was in it. Uh, gosh, she was the other ones in it. But he did a cover of Evanescence, uh, Bring Me Back to Life. Mm-hmm. And I also did, uh, what was that Imagine Dragons song? Was it Demons? I don't know, brother. You struck me with Imagine Dragons. You lost me with Imagine Dragons, I, dude. See, yeah. the only reason I knew is because he did it. it was, okay. But he played, Chris played Judas. He played the role of Judas in that, in that yeah. the past. Oh, I thought you did the Chris Jericho song before he did. I was like, sweet. I could listen to that. <laughs> But yeah, he, so he's done some acting, and he, you know he's been on. I think he was on a CSI or something like that one time. So he's got out there, and he he comes every once in a while. He comes back home. But let's get right into this list. I'm interested to see what you thought. So I, well, I've got I, I I not only got my list with yours, but I made notes of kind of oh, my impressions of the song. Oh, here we go. So yeah, I and and you know being my advanced age of 50 at the end of the month. You know, send some presents to a Carib warden. Um, I made little notes because I would remember them. Because you know, it, it, you know, so that I, I'm, I mean, I know your list already. So would you yeah. like to take the lead and talk about what the song means to you, and I'll, then I'll rate mine. You want to start right. from 
Let's do from 10 back. I like, I don't that's like what, when they go to one. That's, that's what I was planning. Okay, on good, 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 good. Uh, number 10 for me was Feels Like Tonight. Uh, that one was from the debut album. That was the fourth single off his debut album. It's like a power ballad. Uh, kind of came out January 2008. Um, it was also used because I, I remember, like I said, I was a big wrestling fan up until a few years ago, somewhat of a wrestling fan. I remember they did the tribute to the troops and they were doing the little thing for it and it came on. I was like, wow, you know the man. And he sold all these albums, but I'm like, you know the man's hit it big time when he's doing songs for WWE, when oh, Vince yeah. likes you and everybody likes you. But, you know, the video – and Chris, Chris used – Back when people actually did videos, which I think is a mistake. They don't do them anymore like they used to. But Chris was all over VH1. I mean, the the top 20 count now. This, and I was actually wrong earlier. It's six singles off that album. This was the fourth. Wow. Six singles off your debut album. And uh, Chris was talking about it uh, after releasing – the greatest hits album, which this was on, uh, he spoke with entertainment weekly talking about, he didn't like the song or the original about his original distaste for the song and eventual acceptance. He said, Max Martin and Dr. Luke had written the song. It's actually one of two songs that I recorded that I didn't write anything on. So he probably didn't like it. One thing, cause he didn't write it. I didn't work with those guys. I remember it being very close to the end of the record making process for the debut album. And I remember getting this song and I was like, no, no, I'm not doing that. It's way too pop. It's mm-hmm. not like the rest of the record. I was really being a bull about it. And I remember being told this was a song they wrote for you had you won the show. Oh, and, wow. I, and then he was like, well, now I definitely am not going to do it. But anyway, he, <laughs> he, he he told him he ended up doing it, recorded, and remembered hearing it back and say, okay, you know, you were right. This was a good idea. And it was one of their bigger songs. But feels like tonight I can see what he's talking about. It's a little little bit poppy for that album, for the rest of the album. Uh, you know, of course, Home, the ballad. But, you know, some of those songs on that debut album are really heavy. The Slash song, I, I forget the name of that song. But that that's pretty heavy. But Feels Like Tonight was a big hit for him. Uh, it's got a catchy hook. Uh, his, his voice works well with the hook. But, yeah, Feels Like Tonight is my number 10. I can't wait to hear this. Well, I got some bad news for you. Uh Uh-oh. If you're looking for controversy and disagreement on this whole list, you're not going to get it from me. Feels like tonight is actually my number two. Number two? Okay. And I don't know if it's because I remember this song, but this has got, to me, if it kind of wasn't as kind of it's it's kind of produced more than what they would have been in the late 80s, early 90s. But I can see this coming out late 80s, early 90s. Kind of if it was a little bit more rocked up a little bit. I I, I don't know if that's a rocked up. Is that a rocked up? A, yeah, you made it a word. Kind of, you know, this is, you know, if, I mean, I can see Def Leppard doing this one or maybe even Bon Jovi. And I just see, feels like tonight, it's, it, I love it. It's a great song, man. I remember that was like your number 10. I was like, Oh my God, what's the, re-? I mean, and I, and I didn't really, and I didn't really <laughs> remember it. 
but well-written song and, and stuff like that. And you can, and I can see why they wanted to have him that if he won, because that's a great song. Yeah. They put, How they did, did, this well chart? did this chart real high? And cause didn't he have like a number one single or something like that? I think home was home. That's what it was. was number was his highest chart, but this one, I don't think this chart is on here. It does for um, me. It's, it's a great song. I mean, it, it, I love this song. I mean, it, and, and like not everybody in your top, then this is one of the ones I added to my favorites list, uh, playlist on Apple. This is a song I want to hear again. I mean, I, I like it. Really well done. Great yeah, looking. I don't, I don't see where it charted in it up here. Uh, well, it charted the, in the warden top five. So the that's warden top five. five. That's yes, all that matters so, there. Yes. Uh, was, was that as painful oh, as you thought it would be? <laughs> yeah. I thought I, I, I was surprised with that. I was surprised with that, but, Hold on, mate. Hold on. Let me see. I'm looking there. It did hit 24 on the on the top 100. And they probably played the hell out of it on radio, rock radio, when that adult, was a thing. So that's probably adult why. Con- adult Contemporary was fifth. U.S. Adult Top 40 went to number one, and Main Street Top 40 was 12. There you go. That's why I know it. So it was it was big on the radio for a while. Was, back when we had rock radio, then they just played the exactly. same stuff over. It wasn't that, cookie you know, butter. That was great. I mean, it's a great song. No... It's, you know, I got the lighter up now, dude. You know, I mean, I guess it's a cell phone nowadays. <laughs> Number nine for me was off the new album and it's heavy, really heavy world on fire. And if you look at the, some of the lyrics of the song and, and listen to what, what they're talking about, uh, it kind of, and this was written, believe it or not, before anything with COVID happened before any of these big fires happen, uh, before any of the, and I'm not going to even get into the politics, uh, talk about uh, that stuff, but he talked about this being like, after they wrote it, and a few months later, all this stuff started happening, and then with the fires, and then with the uh, another incident happened, and then COVID, and they're like, holy crap. But this is a return to like, like I said before, heavy, where the album before wasn't that heavy. It was kind of, I guess what you would call progressive was what Baptized was. And it had some heavy spots, but more progressive. But this one was, was, was a return to the heavy side. And it, it probably even heavier than anything on the debut album. But Chris can pull it off. I mean, this just proved Chris can pull off the heavy stuff. He can do the ballads. He can do that. Just a distinctive voice. But World on Fire is my number nine. World on Fire is my number 10. <laughs> Out of all these songs, this is probably my least favorite. Um, What I picture this song is in a disaster movie where the rock's like in a helicopter coming over like the world, you know, and just, I mean, that's not a bad song. Go watch the video. You're 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 just about right on. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, I I see that in a disaster, and maybe it would have been higher on my list if I was in the movie theater and I saw the rock, yeah. you know, and stuff like that. But um, I did notice that that kind of my my bottom two were both newer songs, so oh, maybe the subconscious is <laughs> subconscious is playing in it a little bit more than I like to realize. But yeah, I mean, they're both heavy. They're both good. I mean, I mean, the World of Fire is really good, and but probably the least favorite out of it. If I had to pick, I mean, none of these songs I would, you know, 
Gone, I would uh, flip the channel because I mean, I mean, it did he write this song or uh, let's see, doesn't say right here. I've got to look at my uh, and this just came out like what 2021, like last this year. This just came out. It actually, he put two this one and Heavy as the Crown were the two singles that came out before uh, the album came out, and I don't have okay. My so that's the new. I, I'm sure he wrote it. Yeah, he wrote oh, this. this. Okay. So this isn't the newest stuff he's done. Yeah, this is the newest. Okay. Yeah. From dearly beloved. So number eight, and I guess this is kind of the first time I heard this song was actually the acoustic version, which and and they did this as a benefit for uh, the kids in Africa starving in Africa. If you watch the video. Uh, he's got it. He's got a big video about it, trying to raise money. But "Rescue Me" uh, is my number eight, and I fell in love with the song after hearing the acoustic version. And then I said, "Well, let me go listen to the album version." And, and to tell you the truth, the acoustic version is a lot better. The live version is a lot better than the album version. But uh, man, he hits he hits some great notes on this, and I'm looking to find out. If this charted anywhere, but it's off Break the Spell. It's actually track 10 off Break the Spell. When did that come out? Was that when when did that come out? That was not the last one. It was the this one. Break the Spell, I believe, was the third album. So that came out like probably 2008, 2009. No, 2011, excuse me. But yeah. Yeah, you hear 2011. Oh, that's a couple years ago. That's like freaking 11 years ago. Okay, Rescue Me. It's Yeah, it's 11 years ago. Yeah, Rescue yeah. Me is my, my number uh, eight. Rescue Me. My number three. Two words wow. for you. Two words for you to describe this song. Keith Urban. This is a song <laughs> I can hear Keith Urban doing. It's got that country feel to it. And I love, I mean, I don't, not physically, but I love Keith Urban. I think he's a very great guitar player. I love his music. I can see Keith Urban doing this song. And it's up there with, you know, it's up there with my, you know, of course, my number two. It's a great song. And I haven't heard the acoustic version. I have to hear that one, but it's you need to, really, you really good song. It. Yeah. You but too. They, it's you kind of stuff. This is the kind of stuff they play on country radio now. It's almost a one step away from a hair band. Like, you know, well, I I think you know there's really no more fiddles in country music anymore unless you're George Strait, but yeah, Keith Urban got a Keith Urban. I can see him and Keith Urban jamming to this song playing it. And one of the songs that would be like an honorable mention, I forgot to mention that if you would probably like, you would need to check out off the Leave This Town album, which was the second album. It's Tennessee Line, and okay. that has Vince Gill singing background vocals. Oh wow. Yeah, so that that's that was right on the edge of being in my list. But uh, it's funny how yours at the bottom, your bottom is at my top. You know, it's kind of like I mean, we were pretty close on uh, World on Fire, but that's the closest we've been so far. That's yeah, and probably won't be close on this one either because my number seven, heavy as the crown, and uh, I'm from judging from what you said earlier. The newer stuff is actually uh, at the bottom uh, of my list, but this is another one from uh, Dearly Beloved. And 
I'm looking heavy as the crowd. It, it's another, it's another heavy one. No pun intended. Another heavy song. Uh, but yeah, it's just return. And I hate to keep saying it like this, but it's return to, to the heavy stuff like he did, did before. But he's, he's talking about, you know, weight of the world's coming on you, pushing you closer to the edge. You find a way to get a little bit stronger to fight off the demons and see a march like lambs to slaughter, toy soldiers lined up on the altar. I'll rise hella high water and you remember me when I'm underground. But I think it's kind of like with him, and I don't know, I don't know this for a fact, but what I'm getting from it is, you know, I was on top. We were on top with that first album, and I guess the crown of being that they got a little heavy, the pressure got a little heavy to be like to do it over and over again. And uh now he's just he's just doing what he wants to. So Heavy is the crown, and I've already figured where this is on your list. Heavy on the crown's my number nine. Shocker. <laughs> uh it's not like I said, there's nobody, nothing on this list that I, you know, that I that I like can't listen to. This song, when I was listening to it, and I hear that kind of guitar riff, and I go, Where have I heard that before? I've heard that somewhere before. 6 a.m. Life ain't always uh, life is what life is beautiful or whatever the song. Yeah, is. life is beautiful. It's kind of got that one guitar lick, and I hear it in there, and it drove me crazy. And I like why? And it drove me crazy for a while. And then I, oh, that's life is beautiful, which is another great song. But um, yeah, that I, I when actually you just said that he's kind of getting back to his roots. That everybody gets back to their roots eventually. He's not worried about selling albums anymore. I think he realizes his. Yeah, peaks behind him. So now he's making music, probably that like you, the diehards alike. He's not trying to get people like me, you know, the the newer kind or whatever. He he's doing what makes him happy. Kind of like we were talking about the Foo Fighters last week, about how you know they can do a disco album and then go to a thrash. He's an established band. He's probably got a, he's got a great following. Though the million, two million people will still buy the records or stream it or whatever. And I mean, he's doing what he wants to now. And hats off to him. This one. Like I said, it's just it was between this one and World of Fire, my my bottom two, and I did notice that they were newer songs. But I do, I mean, they're heavy. I like that. So I mean, if anything, this what I would go listen to this because there are more songs like this that are heavier. I may like those, but yeah, that that's kind of my my bottom two, and you were able to figure it out, you know. Yeah, I will tell you, dearly beloved is is. The best one he's had in in a, in a couple albums. Uh, it, it's a return, and I, I'm like you. I think he just said, you know, I'm not worried about selling albums. I'm just worried about putting what everybody wants to hear out there and what I want to do. And yeah, because he's he's probably made his money selling six million albums. Oh, yeah, you're probably yeah. doing pretty good. I mean, he's I know Simon Cow Simon Cow gets his share, but struggling. I'll put it that nah, way. I don't either. So number six for me, and this song is actually, and I talked a little bit about when we talked about your, you know, one of your bands, the Iron Maiden, my football pregame playlist, this game, this game, the song is on my pregame playlist. And, uh, it's, it's, it's a good anthem song. It's off the third album. It's off break the spell. And it's got, it's not the first time he sang a song by this name because when it came out, 
when the album came out and I saw that, I said, oh, he he's doing this a cover. And it's Renegade. Uh, Renegade by Sticks. I think he actually sang Renegade in on American Idol hmm. uh, on one of the shows he did. And when I saw this, I was like, okay, you're going to do a, a cover of this. But man, that the way it starts off with that crunching and it breaks right into it. Don't you want to feel like a rebel? And, you know, it's a, and it, as soon as I heard it, I said, I've got to add this to the list, but renegade is my number six. Okay. I remember when I got your list and I see renegade on there and I go, Oh Sticks. mama, I'm in fear. <laughs> or I was thinking of the Tim McGraw song. Renegade. Oh yeah, is, I forgot about that. He, that's a heavy. That's a good song. That's a heavy song for Tim. Yeah. But I heard Renegade and I put it on and all I got to say is it's my number one. Wow. I freaking love this song. And I and I'm not afraid to admit it. And they get a lot of shame. But this isn't a Nickelback kind of like I like your pants around that that one when. Was that found out about? I don't know what the name of the song is, but they played the hell out of it back in the day. It's got that Nickelback, and, and Nickelback is a lot of crap, but they came out in 87. They would have been the biggest band in the world. Yeah, definitely. But I like your pants around your feet or whatever that song. It's got that kind of Nickelback feel to it. And it's, it's a dirty song. Yeah. But I like his fast pitch stuff. I can see him opening a show with this. Oh, because yeah, definitely. it's like, I mean, it's just, it's, it's my number one. I love this song. And I think out of all of them, I've played this the first, I mean, I played this a lot and it's like, I don't get tired of it. And I think in, when did this come out? 2011. So it's this relatively new. So I probably wouldn't have heard it back in, you know, my nah, you you know, Budweiser days and that's to my yeah. Bud Light days. So <laughs> it's newer. And so, Hey, it's, it's somewhat newer. So, but I love this song. I mean, it's, it's, it's a, it's a great song, man. And I, I would, I would go to concert to see him play this. I got to like, see if he's opened up with it because there, it's a perfect rock song to me. I mean, it's, like I said, it's Nickelback. It's, it's, it's just the stuff I love. It's like eighties asylum kiss kind of, yeah. I mean, it's, it's the hook that, yes, the, the little thing he does before the hook, you know, here we go. And, and all that. And he starts doing it, the little hook and the chorus. It's so great. This has been my, this is not only on this list. This is my favorite song I've heard by him. That of course is my number one, but that's, if I had to introduce somebody to, to, uh, to Daughtry, it would be this. Cause this like they, you could see knowing me. Oh, I can see why you like this. I know what you're into. You like oh, all night, you know, or yeah. <laughs> secretly cruel. It's got that hook that is just that, that it's, you know, that why yeah. I hated alternative music for so long. Cause I wanted to be happy and not depressed about any hunger. Tell me about stuff, it, which I love it now. Cause I don't have to hear it all the time, but yeah, my number one, it's, it's, it's we, dude, I love renegade. It's, it's a great song, man. It just jarred my memory about something too. We were talking about Batman earlier and I don't know if you knew this or not, but Chris is a huge Batman fan. He's actually done a cover, done a cover for one of the comic books. Oh, wow. He's an artist. Yeah. Oh wow. And when uh and I can't remember if it was Leave This Town or Break the Spell Tour, the uh you know how Kiss does the whole bass line and then they'll do the, the curtain drop and all that. Well, before Daltry came out, the Batman theme oh, wow. from eighty nine would play. 
Oh, wow. uh, yeah, oh, he played that's that. Awesome. Then, yeah. That's uh, awesome. I, I had, I don't know if it's still on YouTube or not, but there was actually a concert from that year because I remember his grandma telling me, you need to watch the, uh, the opening of, of that, of that concert. But yeah, he's a big, oh, I'm sure it's on YouTube somewhere. Fan. Yeah. Oh yeah. All right. So number five, it's, and you know, break the spell. Another another song I'll break the spell, and this was the leadoff single. Uh, and it's a it he he's heavy on this a little bit, and it's a little poppy. But crawling back to you, and another song to me that's got a great hook, and and the lyrics are like, you know, just talking about. Like lessons learned, bridges burned to the ground. It's too late now to put out the fire. Tables turn, and I'm the one who's burning now. And it stops like just like that. I'm crawling back to you, just like you said I would. Uh, it hits, and and the guitar. I don't know what it is, but each time he goes, right before he goes into that chorus, there's a there's a little. And I'm not a. I don't know all the guitar techniques or the guitar, what the lingo and all that is. But there's something that it, that guy's doing with that guitar right before he, he goes into the chorus each time. It, just, it sounds like, and, and man, I'm just like, just a great song. Number five for me is Crawling Back to You. Crawling Back to You, my number four. There's a, there's a part on there that he says, and I can't really remember a part, but it reminds me of that Matika song, Toy Soldiers. Step by step. One by one. When he oh, says, oh, "Yeah, there's I'm a part on there," and it, right. yeah, and it took me back. Right, to, thought I could make it. Then I yeah. see your face, and you hear step by step. Yeah. Oh, I remember Martika from Kids Incorporated. Was she on that? Yes. I just remember she was kind of hot in a spooky kind of way, but go she wasn't. Deb and, she wasn't Debbie Gibson. She wasn't. She wasn't like Debbie Gibson. She wasn't the kind of girl i went for back then you know yeah. hot you know mall chick but yeah that's it's kind of got that but it's a good song i mean it's but i mean honestly it's my number four i must have liked it but i just hear toy soldiers <laughs> even more than <laughs> 6 a.m and i like that song too back in my you know days oh, yeah. and stuff. but it's kind of it's kind of got i mean keith richards said this one time that there's one big song out there that we all rip off from so you may hear stuff rip off other artists I mean, yeah i mean how can you not though, yeah after a while i mean everybody talks about well that's that's got the same chord as someone said yeah. I, I mean there's so many songs out now that's definitely made a career of it evidently they got sued <laughs> so i love zeppelin by the way <laughs> yeah i don't mind zeppelin either number four for me off the debut album we're going to get into the this is going to be the first two albums from here on out for me uh, over you another one with with a great start to it uh the hook is good the, the video uh this was when chris was like i said all over vh1 the video is it's it's about a girl she's drinking at a party uh she her boyfriend is obviously irritated with her so he takes her out and he's driving down the road it's a convertible the top's down and she's sitting on the back, sitting up, not in the seat. And she's drunk, and he's trying to get her to sit down. And he's getting madder by the minute. And then she finally comes down. They start fighting. 
and he ends up crashing the car and you see her it keeps going flashing back to to what happens but you see her in like a she's like in a sweatshirt with a hoodie and she's sitting at a, a table and she ends up you end up finding out she's at an alcoholics anonymous meeting at the end and he died in, in the wreck but uh it was big, big on VH1, but over you, uh, I guess it hits, some of the lyrics would hit with you if you go through a bad relationship, like, uh, I can't believe you were the one to build me up, then tear me down like an old abandoned house. Uh, yeah, I like that. That was, that was yeah. cool. That's some good yeah, songwriting right one there. one of my favorite lyrics. Now, over you is my number four. Overuse my number five. This has got a um, kind of not so much music wise, but kind of a lyric wise, a kiss feel to it with I just want to like, I just want to, I mean, it, it's not as simple as I just want to. I mean, like you said, you know, it, it's got more in it, but it's like a kiss off song. Like, it's like, you know, I'm, try, I'm done trying. And you were talking about the video and you were saying that she was on the uh, convertible riding. Like on there, I thought you were saying they're going to break into under the bridge. They may have went under a bridge fest, but I'm like that's a different video. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I'm glad she made it to Alcohol's Novice. I mean, there, there's one thing yeah. good about a rock video that you have all this crap happening, but like in the span of three or four minutes, everything gets better. You know what I mean? And it's like unless it's like the hide your heart video where they shoot each other, you know. But I mean, this one they go to AA. She's going to be good. Well, well, I'm going to touch know, on this song after she kills her boyfriend. Oh, but, she uh, killed her boyfriend? A lot of these songs, on the, yeah, he she died. The boy- oh, he died in, the in the car crash? Oh, I didn't know yeah. that part. Oh, well. Yeah, he did. Well, he I guess yeah. I mean, at least yeah. he got AA, but yeah, she killed her boyfriend. Despite court mandated AA, <laughs> it wasn't by her yeah, choice. Yeah, probably so. But okay, so a over lot you, of these, yeah, over you is number number five. A lot of these songs off the debut album, like Over You, that dealt with that, which I did if you just listen to the song, you wouldn't think it would be about the video wouldn't be about somebody getting killed and drinking and driving. Um, but a lot of these songs, like, you know, it feels like tonight was kind of socially, but there was another song out there called all these lives. And, uh, which was on the, on the verge. That would have been one of my honorable mentions too. And obviously he's talking about, uh, somebody sick, you know, whether it's drug addiction or, or yeah. something like that. And that one, that's another one you you might would like, might would check out. I just, uh, I, I didn't take it over you for that. I, it's, yeah. it's when you, when you see a video, it kind of puts more into perspective, I guess what he's trying to do. And I thought this was kind of a kiss off, a kiss off. Yeah. That's, like, that's what, I mean, I before, didn't know it was a heavy with the AA yeah. and him getting killed. That just totally <laughs> changes it for me. The video. Yeah. The first thing I thought when I heard the song was just, you know, just saying to an ex, you know, yeah. I'm over you now. Just you, I'm better off, you know. And that, that's pretty much what the lyrics say. I'm, you know, yep. finally getting better. But uh, you know, it's, that, okay, I, that's a, that's a conversation for another another show. <laughs> uh, so number three for me, and this is sentimental, uh, a lot sentimental, but it's a great song to me too. Uh, September, uh, and the story behind this was, and I'll give you a little insider information. Uh, 
straight out of a family member, a pretty reliable family member's mouth that he wrote the song. He played it for his dad. And when he, after he got through playing for him, he said, you know, that song was about Lasker and growing up in that town. And, you know, his dad, it just tore his dad to pieces after he heard that. But, um, you know, to have a song wrote about your town, a little town of 90, yeah. And and to be on VH1 and 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 see it, yeah, that's about us. But uh, you know, all the things I still remember. Summers never looked the same. Years go by, time just seems to fly, but the memories remain. Uh, that's one of the big lyrics from there. And I'm like, you know, I this could have been number one for me, but I guess. You know, the other two were, were sentimental too. Well, one of them was sentimental. I but. think you've got a visitor behind you. Up. All right, love you. Yeah, I know. Huh? Okay. Love you. <laughs> so, yeah, for, for me, you know, the Lasker song, September, was number three for me. I um the September song that's pretty cool. I didn't know that was like a kind of about your I mean I, I'm listening to these songs, I don't really know the history about a lot of yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. But this is the kind of this is this is what Bon Jovi wished they were would write. This is something that I used to kind of lump Daltrey in with the Bon Jovis of the world, but that was a total injustice to him with the newer stuff anyway. Oh yeah. This is something stuff. that if Bon Jovi I could see Bon Jovi doing it years ago. But this, but this is this this is something that bon, this is the kind of song that Bon Jovi should strive for, and it's not high on my list. <laughs> I didn't know the history of it, and it's about your town. Yeah. I feel kind of bad now. It's number eight. Oh hush, I mean. hush. Number and, one, uh, number eight. Okay, because it's just it's. I think I don't think there's anything against it. I just think the other ones I kind of like more. Yeah, but that's real cool about your town. I mean. I mean, there's yeah, a lot of songs is, about San Antonio, you know, so yeah, it's like, but, but you but know, that's it, awesome though, that it's about, you know, where he's from and stuff. I, and his dad liked it. That's great. That's, there's awesome. not going to be too many songs wrote about Lasker. So I know, uh, you know, Chris, Chris put us on the map there, but yeah, that's cool. That's cool about his dad. I mean, it's, yeah, it's yeah, cool it, that because a lot of times when you try to make it like this, you don't have that support of your family. And there's a lot of us that you weren't really close with our fathers. And then I see that it's like, wow, that's that's pretty awesome that his parents evidently had to support him. Oh yeah, definitely. Because they, they could have they could have not. Because I mean, it's but I mean that's awesome that he got the his dad got to see it. Because there's a lot of I know people your parents don't get to see where you made it. That kind of gives more special to it. So, and you know, he just recently he just recently lost his mom mm -hmm. to cancer. But mm -hmm. yeah, uh, one of the things when when Idol. You know, a lot of people don't realize when you're on idle, you're you're you still got bills to pay, mm -hmm. and uh, you're not working. And I'm sure a lot of these places where you work, oh, we're, we're not going to pay you if you're not here. So uh -huh. we did like a, they did like a barbecue, a, a North Carolina barbecue plate sale at uh, our fire department here, and his his parents were here, which they they were here a lot. His parents and uh, his brother. And all his family, which we we were able to raise a little money to help him out. But yeah, they, he's definitely had the support of his family. When I walk into his grandma's house, and she's got a great big, 
soon as you walk in. And I think it's the debut album, Platinum Record. Oh, wow. The, you know, the whole thing up there that he, he brought to them. So, yeah, he's he's definitely – he definitely hasn't forgot about his family and they, they, how they supported him. So, awesome. all right. Number two is home. Uh, maybe a little – probably would have been number one, but a little fatigue with uh, – you know, it was all over the radio. But, you know, I remember hearing this at that concert and over here. And, and the first time I heard it, I was like, if he puts that out, that's going to be a hit. Uh, you know, it says all the right things. You know, typical ballad for that time. And it's got a catchy hook. Like, And I, you keep saying that, but that's what, what sells. When you got a catchy hook, that's what sells. And... Home. This went this went number one, didn't it? This went yes. the number one hit. Home yeah, one. home was uh, home was probably his biggest his hit. most his biggest hit. Uh, yeah. And I'll look up the chart right quick, but um, yeah, home was the video, and the video kind of kind of trying to make you think about you know one of those like eighties hair bands ballad videos like. Wanted Dead or Alive or Home Sweet Home, where you're showing life on the road and how mm. it can be. Um, Chuck Taylor, Billboard says it's an anth- anthemic rock power ballad. Yes. Nominated for Best Pop Performance by a Duo Group at the 50th Annual Grammy Awards. Um, People's Choice Award for Favorite Rock Song in 2008. Uh, on the Billboard Hot. Billboard Hot 100, it went to number five. Adult Contemporary, one. Adult Top 40, number one. Even made the Christian songs uh, chart at number 12. Uh, number three on Main Street, to Main Street Top 40. So, yeah. His number biggest three? Hit. Wow. His so biggest that, hit. That probably so close to a million of that single back when people used to buy those things. Wow, yeah, that's amazing. Definitely. definitely. But, uh, yeah, Home... <laughs> You know, like I said, when I heard it the first time, it was just that one stood out of that whole concert because he didn't do. I think that might have been the only original he did, except he did one from a from. Uh, it was a band he was in before Idol called Absent Element, and he did one of one of those. But the rest of them were like cover song. He didn't do anything all that he did on Idol, and he he made sure everybody knew that that he. Said, I don't have permission to do anything that I've played on Idol. So, um, but yeah, home for me is number two. Home for me is number seven. And I think maybe it's because, I mean, I know it so well. And yeah. <laughs> this is the song I think of when I, when I think of Daughtry, this is a song I think of, you know, if I had to introduce somebody to Dawkin, it would be uh, Dawkin, Daughtry, it would be Renegade. But if somebody said I had to describe him, it's home. It'd be home. That's yeah. a this is a perfect song. And I think maybe just a little, I don't want to say fatigue, but when they it came out, it was everywhere. Hey, I remember everywhere. And this is the song I remember. I was sober. So I didn't have it wasn't the subconscious. <laughs> I do remember this one sober. This is a song, and this is gonna sound kind of morbid, but this is a song I would I mean, I won't be there spiritually, but I'd play this at my funeral. I mean, it you know, it you're going home. I mean. I'm not going to get religious, but I mean, I think when you die, you go back to where you came from and wherever that is. I mean, it makes sense to me because 
nobody's been there and came back and told us a story. Right. So it's like, I'm going home. I know. Is it to be with God? Is it to be with the devil? You know, in my case, hmm, you know, <laughs> some people might have different opinions, but I mean, it, it would be like a, it's like a funeral. It's a funeral song. It's like, yeah, I can see this, you know, I played a, uh, my grandmother's funeral. I actually gave a sermon, not a sermon, but a, address it. And she had a song called, I hope you dance by Leanna Womack. Oh yeah. This is kind of like in that vein to where, you know, or that what was that somewhere over the rainbow. I would yeah. put that song in those things, like, especially for like our generation, like, you know, when we kind of start, I mean, I, I play it. I mean, it's, it's that much of a symbolic song that it, it should have been number one for weeks. If you yeah. ask me, not just number three, but I, I remember love... the song very well. And I just think it may be a little bit fatigued with me. Cause I've heard it so many times. Still a great song. I mean, it's, I mean, I think I hear Daughtry. I somebody has Daughtry at home. I mean, it's, I would love to see what kept it from number one, but it said it charted on the Hot 100 weeks before it was released as a single. Wow. Radio um, was probably playing it then. Yeah, radio was playing it. Um, what year was this? This was 2007. So 2007, probably Mariah Carey or somebody like that is rolling the charts, you know? Let me see if I can pull 2007 Billboard charts up while we're... Okay, this is just giving me the. Uh, I mean, rock was somewhat still this around. Was, this so. was like the Beyonce and yeah, uh, irreplaceable. Uh, hey there, Delilah playing White Tees. Big girls don't cry by Fergie. Ooh, Fergie. Uh, yeah, Next another podcast, another Kids up. Incorporated. Another later. another future podcast just on Fergie and then Boom Boom Pal. <laughs> But you know, I'm looking at some of the other songs that are because they've got they've got home actually below where yeah, below another song that he released that year. Hmm. Uh but I'm looking at the other songs and I'm like, hmm. Yeah. Party like a rock star, shot boy. This is why I'm hot. I don't even know who these people are anymore. These I kinda are, know I kinda like, know some of those names i used to dj like weddings and stuff back in the day so okay I, like, had to listen to that stuff but i mean it i mean that's how i knew the boom boom pal it wasn't because i was at the clubs dancing and i mean it's it's yeah or what was I that mean, i'm uh, looking lmafo or whatever those some of those names yeah that that was around seven yeah i yeah, think I'm maybe i played Daltry. people up here I think, you know, kind of going back, I may have played this as a first dance or, a, you know, a song. You may have. I may have because I, I, I played a lot of rock. I, I did play, I remember playing him and maybe that's, maybe that's why I don't, it's not high on my list because I played so many times. <laughs> Fatigue. Looking at this list and the other guy that was in the top four in American Idol uh, that year has actually got a song up here. Elliot, Elliot Yamin. You ever heard of him? <laughs> he He finished higher than Chris. But uh, who yeah, won it? Maybe, that? Who won? Who won that? Taylor year? Hicks was on it. Taylor Hicks oh, that's won right. it. He beat out. Uh, he beat out McPhee too. I think. I think. They, I think the final two was McPhee and Hicks, and he beat out her. But you know, and I'm not saying this is what it was, but a cut that it come out a couple years later that a lot of people were going online, and they'd had a like a website that would tell you 
don't vote for the superstars. Vote for, you know, because there was a there was a foreign kid that was a few years later that was horrible. I mean, he was absolutely horrible. And he is that, made that is that that guy that uh, what was that song he had? That I no, it's that. not William Hung. Oh, it's okay. Not, I was like okay. William Hung. <laughs> I was like, I, I got me the top ten. No wonder our society's not, doomed. Not she bangs. Not she bangs by William Hung. No, this was another. That yeah, guy hey, him. I, that guy. I know. I know more of his song uh, than I do a Taylor Hicks song. So that tells you the power. He of didn't the, make uh, it. He didn't even make it to the uh, to the past the auditions. They turned him down, but he still got a record contract. So hey, whatever it takes, bro. Yeah. So what was that other no, that other one that came out of it was the Asian dance that was real big. What was that one? Was it on American Idol? It was it was huge there for a while. What's I don't know if that's a, that. You know what I'm talking about? That yes, like I everywhere. do, and I cannot think of it. Yeah, it I was cannot. I it's like, did he come off American Idol? I mean, no, I, I, I don't think he came, came off American Idol. But yeah, I know what you're talking about, but I can't remember his name. It's just it, I mean, this one thing about that is I always say it just takes like that song to like write said Fred. I'm sure they never had to work again in their life. You know, you get that one song no. and like, I mean, look at, look at Twist's sister. D has made so much money off just We're that not one song. Yep. All right. So number one, and this was the, what started it all. The, the first single off the debut album. And uh, it's not over. Uh, it, and once again, it uh, tells a great story. The video tells a great story of a, uh guy that had been in prison gets out of prison he gets back with his girlfriend and he's trying to adjust to to being back out you know back out of prison and trying to get a job trying to provide because she they've got a they've got a kid and it keeps showing him trying to find work mm. and uh people were turning down he finally gets a, a job at a garage and then, but he keeps walking past a jewelry store, and you keep th they keep making you think, okay, he's going to knock off the jewelry store. He's going to go back to his old ways and knock off the jewelry store. And then it shows her one night, and he doesn't come home the same time he's been coming home. She gets really worried, and she's thinking the worst. And he comes home, and he's sitting at the door. She opens the door, and he's there, and he drops down to his knee. He had bought an engagement ring, to, you know, because he wanted to do it right. And it, it, it talks about that. Uh, let's start over. It's not over. Try to get it right this time around. Uh, but, yeah. It, when this came out, it was like, when I heard that first line, I was blown away. What could I say? And I was blown away. I was like, this is freaking awesome. Uh, you know, And that just started everything with that debut album. Like you said, six million copies later. And six singles later, yeah, it's not over. It's number one for me. It always amazes me is how you have these trolls online that like even kind of like Tom and Zeus were talking about how that guy trolls Paul Stanley. And it's like, you're oh, freaking yeah. Paul Stanley. And it's like with Daughtry, it's like, I mean, even, you know, what's his name? Got a record contract, like you were saying. We but, to sell, but to sell six million albums and stuff and people – and people are still critical. Like that's why I don't really read reviews and stuff. I make my own decisions. But the only thing I would have with the only crit—I don't think it's a criticism—but the only thing that it, I had in my—it's my number six. 
And to go back to it, okay, number six is it's not over. Number five is over you. <laughs> are, are you seeing a pattern here? Yeah, I but noticed that. I, I looked at that. I looked at that. Uh, those two songs is like you know I don't look at them. I didn't. I haven't seen the video. But after you're saying the video, the guy gets out of prison. Well, in the other video, that girl's in. You know, she killed her boyfriend. She's in AA. So maybe there can be another video where they hook up because they got similar backgrounds. <laughs> I just thought about that just now. I had to share that with you. But yeah, I, I, I took it to like, it's not over, then over you. It was like, okay, it had, it's over. It's not over. Had to, had to come after over you because I'm going up. So it's not over. Hey, I'm not going to give up on you. Yeah. Number five over you. I've obviously have enough of your crap. I'm over you. So that, that's kind of why they're kind of back to back on mine. But you did something with the video. So when I do my top 10, I'm going to have to watch these videos to have more information because the, the, when you see it and when you hear it, it's two different yeah. visuals. And, and like I said, uh, over you was not what I expected in the video. You know, if you mm-hmm. just listen to the song first, it was not what I expected in the video. I just figured it would be. But I mean, I don't know how they would do a good video with a, you just, unless, you know, they saw them on the street or something like that. And then well, you're, then you'll be doing like a cookie cutter video. Cause there's been so many of those. Well, the thing, the video is like the song is to get your attention and you know how many people are, I mean, it's like when, you know, something happens in like Taylor Hawkins, you know, never, you know, like Elvis said, you know, we're talking about Elvis earlier, never judge a man. He take a walk in his shoes. You That's never right. know what somebody's going through. And just, you know, I see these two songs back to back and it's like, okay, is this a sequel? But when you put that in there, they're totally different stories about yeah. totally different people. And that, and I think he hits the mark on that. Like I said, your list is great. I mean, what this list makes me want to do, it makes me want to go, you know, download the essentials from him and listen to him. And I'll do that. Cause yeah. you know, like I said, uh, check out, check out Tennessee line. That, that. Uh, that's and and that as far as if you listen to that whole album the second album which is leave this town if you listen to that whole album it's different than anything else on that album and i think he just did that and he actually did that i think it was one of maybe in the american music awards or the grammys one there's foot i think him and vince gill did did that song on stage uh but yeah, that and then all these lives. But there's so many good dog doctors on. I could have done a top twenty-five, but and I'm not a I'm not a Daltry Mark, but I do love that. one of my favorite bands. And they are your you said number two? Yeah, number two. Number two. Right behind Kiss. So that's saying a lot. You know, I've been a KISS fan for uh forty some years and Daltry Daltry since they came out, but yeah um so he's up there like the rolling stones are for me with you yeah you know because you don't get a you you like to see a a, somebody from your town from a small town make it big and i know it happens a lot but you don't see it you know from around this part and nobody in this town's ever made it big like he has but uh i just think think he's done a great job i know people would like to give him a hard time because i idol but man Hey, did care. you know that uh, Ron Jeremy's from San Antonio? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Talk about making it big. Sorry. Sorry. 
But, uh, you know, I, you, you can give him all the crap you want to about Idol, but he's he's putting out some pretty good music. You know, Well, there's nothing wrong with it. Because... It's like you get your foot in the door and yeah. you take advantage of it. You know, no, you he, did. he did. Yeah. I, I just think it sucks for him because, I mean, he's got good stuff and it, there's a lot of people not hearing it. I mean, it's just like you want to tell about, hey, you've heard this album, but where is that six million at before? Are they streaming it? Yeah. I mean, where did those fans go? You know, you kind of look at, you know, kind of bands drop off and stuff. It's like, where do they go? But, interested I mean, to see the drop off with albums that came out that same year yeah. and, and how it dropped off for the next time, you know, people that had albums come out that same year and how their next albums did. Uh, but another thing you want to go back and watch, if you get a chance, YouTube, and I know it's on YouTube cause I just watched it not too long ago. Uh, Daughtry opened up for Bon Jovi for a while. Yeah. Saw that. And, you know, da- I think Bon Jovi did a medley like a Young Guns medley. Hmm. Uh, he started off, he sang Blood Money, and then it went straight to Blaze of Glory. And Daughtry came out, and, and they traded verses on Blaze of Glory, and he he killed it. I mean, he kept the reaction from the crowd out there. And then you just see at the end, I noticed at the end you see uh, John Bon Jovi, when, he, when Daughtry walks off stage, he said, the great Chris Daughtry, and he just starts shaking his head like, you know, he's got I think he's got the respect of, of oh, yeah. everybody else. But, you know, yeah. get a kid a break. Did they play that song that was on what was on that? That was it was another single after Blaze of Glory. It came up on my Apple Music the other day. and I was like, oh, I remember that song. It was it was a miracle. It was a, yeah, a miracle. That's a great. That's a yeah. Good song. But yeah. that's another podcast, Bon Jovi. Uh, yeah, we've we've got we've got to save some of these ideas. Yeah. Uh, but he did. He actually did a. Uh, we were talking about the Batman connection earlier. Yeah, and he did. Chris did a song that was pretty good, and I'm gonna see if I can find it. Off. Uh, it was. They did a song, the soundtrack, like for the Arkham Asylum video game. Batman, right? Yeah. I had that and, video game. And he was on there. And I'm trying to see. And you did he he never did a theme song for any wrestlers? I mean, you had like Disturbed in them do that. So I mean, he was in that kind of era. You know, no, he didn't. Uh, he didn't do any, any for any wrestlers. Hmm. You remember he was on. Uh, I don't know how much you watch. You ever watch Mass Singer? No. <laughs> that, now. Now I started watching it after. What what is that? Is that where they like dress up in like bunny costumes and stuff? And you you try to guess who he is, who they oh. are. But <laughs> the funny thing was the first I had never watched it, and I we started watching it, and uh, this Rottweiler guy come dressed up like a Rottweiler out there and starts singing, and I'm like, oh wait a minute, that's Chris, and uh, they were like. All these, if you can't, couldn't tell that voice, uh, something was wrong with you. But he, uh, I think he ended up being the runner up that year. But I even asked his grandma, she came in the grocery store where I work at, and she said, I said, So, Chris, how's Chris doing? She said, He's doing pretty good, he's staying. I said, Yeah, he's, and she said, Everybody thinks he's that dog on the mass singer, but I don't. Th- I said, You gotta be kidding me. That's him. I yeah. know that's him. Was it? 
Yeah, it was him. It was him. Okay, now I know where I knew WWE. He did a WWE Backlash 2007 pay-per-view theme there and back again. That I think that's the song with Slash was on. That was the theme for the... I knew he had something to do with WWE. Yeah, he's done some... Yeah, Batman Arkham City. He did... Uh, what's it called? Drown... A song called Drowning You. And then... He also did a song called Waiting for Superman. Tribute to the Trips. Yeah. yeah. What is... Is that one of his songs? Yeah, that's his song. And so that out there and back again, I have to check that one out. It was a Slash. Yeah, he did the, on the ZZ Top uh, album. He did "Waiting for the Bus" and "Jesus Just Left Chicago." Yeah, I'm looking to see what else he did. That's a good tidbit to know in the future. He's done some work with Seven Dust. Hmm. He did the song called "The Past" with Seven Dust and Timbaland. The country band. No, Timberland. Timberland. I hear Timberland. I think of like hiking know, boots or something. Called <laughs> long, long way down, which that was pretty cool. And what was the name of that daggone group that he he did? It was a, it was a Christian group. Gosh, I can't think of the name of their, them that he's done. He did a, he did a few songs. He did a song with them. But yeah. Oh, I'm sure I'll, I'm sure I'll get it. I'll get, like I said, I'll get those essentials and I'll listen to it now that I got a good foundation for it. But yeah, like I said, I got, I got a new favorite kind of newer song, Renegade. Yeah. Renegade. 2011 is pretty new for me with new, with music. I'm one of those, oh, it came out after 19, you know, like that. So, (laughs) and also make sure you check out that video to rescue me, the acoustic one too. That that's better than the album version. And of course, I'll, I'll watch the "It's Not Over" and "Over You" to make sure <laughs> I know. Go through that. Maybe whole we can maybe we can direct a sequel like we were talking about. <laughs> <laughs> maybe he, maybe he'll hear us and yeah, he'll, want, he'll, he'll write a song us. for it and goes, "Hey, they got together like you said." I just don't want to play the guy that gets killed. Um, yeah, I'm kidding. All right, so that's going to about do it for this week. Uh, next week. We'll talk about something else. We'll come up with something. We don't want to ever give away what we're going to do. We're, we're Stay like, tuned. We'll be, we'll be like Tom and Zeus. We don't ever give it away. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, enjoyed it. I pleasantly surprised at your list. I was, uh, yeah. I, I honestly was, too. I mean, it. I listened to him when he was popular, but I wasn't, I don't want to say I hated him, but I wasn't, a, I wasn't a what you call a fan. Yeah. Like, I knew his songs from when I used to DJ back then. Cause we'd get the, the the music and stuff like we'd subscribe to a service for new music, and um, yeah, I do remember that. And I think Home was a lot of that I played. Oh yeah, I'm sure it was. All right, any last words? Uh, no, just you know, have a good week, be safe out there, and you know, Easter's coming up, so salute yep, to Easter everybody. Sunday. Easter Happy Sunday. Easter. We got uh, we've actually got my daughter has to go to a prom tomorrow her boyfriend's prom and then two weeks later her prom her her boyfriend's prom how does that work don't they go to the same school or anything or? no no they don't go to the same school okay gotcha I, I never i never went to the prom so yeah i have to tell you the story about the school uh, <laughs> it, it's a funny story i have to tell you about that but uh 
yeah, so we're, we're, we've got some, the next, next month's going to be a busy month for us between graduation and proms and all she's a senior in high school or college. Yes. Or 18, oh, wow. just turned 18. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. Just getting ready to graduate. So nice. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We got a lot going on with that, but anyway, you guys, if you like what you see, you're watching us on YouTube, these ugly mugs on YouTube right now. You can subscribe, <laughs> leave us a, a good review, or you can subscribe to Apple, uh, Spotify, uh, Podchasers, Good Pods, any of those, anywhere you find podcasts where we should be on. So subscribe, leave us a good review there. So we're all over social media too Twitter, Facebook. Yeah, Twitter, Facebook. You got different groups. You got, uh, how many talk about your groups on Facebook? We need to join, get people to join up that. Oh, I got a couple of them. Uh, I tried to make it a little bit different than what's out there. All things rock, hard rock, and me heavy metal. Then I got an 80s page called Bad 80s Page. You know, right. Take off of that 70s page. It, but, it, and Steve doesn't know it yet, but he's going to have a uh, TikTok. And he's going to be doing some dancing to the Boom Boom Pow. Oh, I wow. got that video already for it. I got the music queued up. He doesn't know it yet. So that's, that, that's that'll get some likes and that'll, that'll get some eyes. We'll have to we'll have to have a lot of alcohol for that, buddy. Uh, but yeah, I haven't done it. I haven't ventured into the TikTok world yet. My daughter is all over that, but um, it's a anyway. Yeah, I'm sure it is. That's why I've stayed away from it. Yeah. But uh, it will have you one day. It will have you. You sound like Yoda now. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Follow right. us on uh, Facebook, Twitter. Well, yeah, know, we're we're all over. You, know. you find us on the fly on yeah. on Facebook, uh, on the fly on Twitter. You can join the group group page, which we've got a little bit over three hundred members. Actually, the podcast is flirting with a big milestone right now, so uh, I'm keeping my eye on that. Uh, you know, for a little podcast, we're almost at ten thousand uh, ten thousand listens, and uh, great. You know, that would be pretty big right now. Uh, did you know it? Notice it going down last week when I joined. Uh, you can tell well, me here. You know we have to, and I have to apologize. I have to apologize for last week because I don't know what happened with that. The YouTube version came out fine, but yeah. uh, we were like the doublement twins on on that because everything we were saying was coming up twice. So uh, it was you think we're forces. you think we're annoying with one voice back and forth? It's even try it with two, and it's just going like it's like singing that song. What was that song that used to make you sing in school over and over again? And one part would start here, other part was row, row, row your boat. Oh you yeah, know, people. Would say, yeah, yeah. So. Uh, Galileo, kind of, Galileo, Galileo. Oh Lord, listen to him showing them pipes off. We're gonna have to get oh, you yeah. set up here. It's called a lot. Yeah, showing off ain't one of them. Yeah, so make <laughs> sure make sure you like us, and uh, if you have any suggestions or you want to share a list or you got a show idea for us, just uh, email us. Uh, the final oh no, that's the other one. Final score entertainment at gmail.com or you can just hit us up on Twitter or Facebook wherever. We're pretty pretty accessible, and we actually have a few. And I haven't even told Warden about this. We actually have a uh, might have a few books, book a few authors coming up, and more than one. Not just the one I told you about, but another one. We'll talk about that in just a few minutes. But uh, you didn't say to be reading involved. Oh no. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, we can't. I don't know if we'll be able to read this book if it hadn't come out yet. So okay, uh, we we'll just talk about it. 
but we it's a common interest. Great. Believe me, it's a common interest. Anyway, I'm guys, there. you you guys have a great week. Have Cheers. a happy Easter, and we'll see you next week on the fly. Later, later. <laughs>